The blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the first Sunday in the Lenten season. We're looking at Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 19, where the Apostle Paul wrote, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world. But sin is not taken into account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Again, the gift of God is not like the result of one man's, of the one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. My dear fellow worshipers of the Christ who lived and died for us, the Apostle Paul's letter to the Roman Christians is often described as a, a wonderful Bible information class, a book that gives us the basic Bible teachings in such a way that, oh, it would be good for every one of us regularly to read and study that book to exercise and to strengthen our faith. The Holy Spirit can do great things through our reading and studying a book like this. The basic message of the book is that salvation is something that is through faith alone, by God's grace alone. Our sinful nature, of course, causes us to fail miserably to meet God's righteous demands, his demands for holiness and perfection in our lives. But, God provided us with the righteousness or the sinlessness that we need through Jesus Christ. To show our problem and God's solution, what Paul does is he points us first to the first Adam, the one who brought sin into the world, and then points us to the second Adam, to Jesus Christ, to the one who solved the problem caused by that first Adam. Paul said, 
Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men because all sinned. The sin that entered into the world here really is talking about the power of sin and its effects. It's not necessarily talking about actual sins, the breaking of God's law whenever our thoughts, our deeds, and our actions don't conform with, with God's will. But here, the sin that entered the world refers to the sin of Adam, which God charged to all mankind, to all mankind, and the death, which is a result of Adam and Eve's first sin, it results in physical and spiritual death. From the moment that Adam sinned, what happened is that he was spiritually dead and, and he began the process of, of physically dying as well. Through Adam, what has happened is that that death has now, it says, come down to us all. Like each child in a family who is included in a parent's will and receives a portion of the estate, well, so each of us has received, well, a damning legacy from Adam. A damning legacy from Adam, and that legacy is called our original sin, our inherited sin. And, you know, if you think about it, as a prince doesn't become a prince, he's born a prince, we could say, so also it's true that we have no choice with regard to that inherited or original sin. We were conceived and born in sin because we're descended from sinners ourselves. This original sin, it's a serious disorder. And it's only through faith that we're able to recognize that real problem and recognize that Sin has affected us and, and, well, that we're conceived and born in sin. It inclines us only toward evil and makes us God's enemies. These are the great consequences from the first Adam that we're all dealing with. From that first sin. From that first sin. It's enough to condemn us all, that first sin of Adam, even if we didn't count the sins that we daily commit. It's important for us to realize, of course, here that God didn't give us that original sin. He did give us our human nature, but our sinful parents, they're the ones who give us this original or inherited sin. Jesus said, Flesh gives birth to flesh, to, to sinful flesh, to a sinful nature. Because we all have that original or inherited sin. Oh, that's why baptism is something that is so important. King David, he said that we're all conceived and born in sin. From the moment we begin our, our origination, that's in sin. From our very beginning, we need help. 
When a baby is born, you know, people so often say, oh, such a cute little baby. And, and maybe the comment is made that the baby is so innocent. But Paul says, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Parents soon realize after a baby is born, after it's just born, that, that the child will do things that are wrong. And it will show that it is a sinful child. That's an evidence of sin. And it uh, tells us that those children, those babies, they need the forgiveness of sins. And that's why we're so thankful for baptism. Well, we baptize adults after we've instructed them in the truths of God's word, as did Philip baptizing the Ethiopian eunuch. We also baptize children. Jesus had said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You notice he didn't say don't baptize children. All people need the benefits of baptism. And well, the Apostle Peter says, baptism now saves you. And in his sermon on Pentecost, Peter said, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. The promise is for you and your children. Passages like these should move parents to baptize their children as soon as they possibly can. That doesn't mean as soon as you can get Oh, aunts and uncles and grandparents and friends and, and everybody from all over the world to come to be there for the baptism. I mean, it's nice to have those people there, but parents won't want their children to be without the benefits of baptism unless there are real problems with a baby at the time of his birth. It's always a good idea to if there are problems, then you have the baby baptized right there in the hospital. But if there aren't, it's always a good idea to have a baptism in church. And, and the reason I say that is because when you have a baptism in church, it means that all those people who are in attendance, they're reminded of their baptism, reminded of what their baptism means to them. And baptism what it means is that we've been officially baptized into God's believing family. And concerning baptism, the Apostle Paul, concerning the baptism's meaning, the Apostle Paul says, all of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. We were clothed with Jesus' blood and righteousness. And through the power of God's word, we've been placed on that path that leads to eternal life. Well, we've talked about the great consequences from the first Adam caused by his sin and those consequences, terrible and would be eternal. Thank God that we have the solution from the consequences of sin caused by the first Adam in Jesus Christ, the second Adam.
Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we know Adam's sin would condemn us all, but we also have our own sins that also condemn us. Thank you for giving us Jesus, the second Adam, who has paid for all our sins and all the sins of the world, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the second Adam. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.